Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to r slash pro revenge where this trans man gets revenge on a southern transphobe in the most genius way possible My dad who is trans has discovered how to beat transphobes in the south We're currently in the south visiting family when we were at a restaurant My dad who is female to male had to go to the bathroom I'm still not entirely sure how but a guy in there determined that he was trans and went shouting to the barman to kick my dad out My dad instead of trying to win that argument in a bar full of southerners decided to go the complete other direction He channeled his inner southern righteous fury and went off on that man for accusing him of being a transgender Demanded that he be kicked out and called the guy an agent of satan long story short it worked got the other guy and his family kicked out and got a free beer for his troubles. I thought this sub would appreciate that. Well, there we go. That is absolutely genius. Now, of course, not the ideal way of going about it. I mean, ideally, you'd be in a spot where you can just say to the barman or landlord or people in there, by the way, someone is being transphobic to me. Can we get them out? But yeah, as you say, in Southern America, maybe that's not possible. And um, if you want to get someone kicked out and you don't really mind about the ethics of how you do it, then sure. This was great. I mean, it worked a treat. Fair play. I mean, it's literally one of the biggest Uno reverse cards I've ever seen. No, how dare you call me trans. The fact that you've even done that is punishable by getting out of the bar. Great stuff. Refuse my mother entry to your horse track. Don't expect access to our personal road. My granddad used to own a piece of land next to a horse racetrack. Their land almost surrounded my granddad's, except for him having access to a heavily trafficated public road. The racetrack was laid out in such a way that their exercise track was placed north of my granddad's land, while the main track with the stadium was placed to the south. Way back when the racetrack was built, they'd asked my granddad if they could transport their horses across his land. There was already a maintenance road in place, and as they only moved their horses, he didn't really mind, as they also supported the local village. As a small thank you for this, they allowed him and his guests to watch the races for free. Normally, it would cost around five US dollars in our local currency. Not that much, but it allowed him to take me and all my cousins to watch the horses for free. Anyhow, fast forward a couple of years and my granddad passed away. My mother, who inherited the land, tried to bring her grandchild, my niece, to the racetrack to see the horses, just as my granddad used to. At the counter, she is told that she has to pay for admission. Not really that big of a deal, as she thought that they didn't know that she now owned the land. Afterwards, however, when she writes to the track to rectify the situation, they tell her that she won't be admission-free, as it was a one-time deal they'd struck with my granddad that now was off. So, enter the petty revenge. A few months later, when we had planned to cut down some of the trees for lumber, 
my mother told the contractors to accidentally leave one or two logs across the maintenance road. The racetrack, now having to load their horses on trolleys as they had to use the busy public road instead of our maintenance one, almost immediately sent an email to my mother, apologizing, offering her that same deal as my granddad received if we'd removed the logs. She only informed them that the one-time deal they'd struck with my granddad was off. In the end, after some wrangling, we ended up with a deal where they now have to pay my mother around 400 US dollars every month in addition to her and her guests having free admission. And there we go, some solid revenge right there. If anything, as soon as I started reading this story, I was thinking, yeah, you know, tickets are nice, but they're worth $5. You are giving access to a really important road for this company's entire, you know, business model, right? Without that road, as we've seen, the whole thing kind of gets decimated. So from the off, you should have been getting money, however, the fact of the matter now is that they they took you for granted and you're now doing pretty well out of it. $400 doesn't actually seem like enough. I'd say even push for some more. You have the monopoly on that road, obviously. Go for more. Go for a K. See what they do. The good thing is, you're back to enjoying the horses. Cool bylaw on me because I'm too sick to mow my grass. Enjoy your view of my eight-foot fence. So the cool about the long grass was kind of a last straw thing. The backstory is, my grandpa passed away two years ago and I moved into his house. He was pretty healthy, but he let the yard go down a bit. The grass was maintained, but the trees were overgrown, his pond and patio were dirty, etc. Our neighbor, years ago, sold their yard to a property builder. Our properties are in an L shape, so our neighbor was using our backyard as her virtual backyard. For the past two years, I've been trying my best to maintain the backyard, while also working and dealing with my grandpa's stuff. Well, for the past few weeks, the backyard has fallen a bit, as stress from work has creeped in and I was sick for a few weeks. Before this, the neighbor has always had nitpicks, but I mostly ignored them. But this time they rang the door to complain about mess in the back and i told them i have a life outside this house if it bugs you that much you're more than welcome to do the work following that bylaw came by and they were very understanding about my situation and gave me more than enough time to feel better and mow the lawn well that whole thing angered me and i wanted to get the typical white picket fence as there wasn't a fence and we were passively looking for a dog so i decided screw it and i built the largest fence i could and since her house was right on the property line she now looks out the window and instead of seeing my backyard just sees a wooden fence and there we go the definition of a noisy neighbor why not just be happy with what you have right now first of all you don't have a garden yourself but you have access to one in the form of your neighbors at least looking at it you can't really say to them oh yeah by the way uh, ever since i sold my garden can you make sure that you keep yours really pristine so i can look at it i'm not going to help at all and it's actually nothing to do with me but yeah if you don't mind keep it really looking great uh it's just not gonna go down that well surely know your place and know the fact that you don't even have a garden and you're lucky enough to see one in the first place but uh yeah great karma great revenge if you tell someone to do something and it's not your business then um yeah someone's well within their right to say you know what no i'm gonna make it worse and that is exactly what op did very well indeed move my furniture my turn this happened when i'd only just moved from home and got my own place Super proud of myself as I'd saved like a demon and bought, with mortgage obviously, my first place. Lovely little two-bed flat in a slightly rough area, but I loved it and it was all mine. My mum and stepdad came to visit for a few days a few months after I was settled in. Nicely decorated in my own style, all my own furniture. One of the evenings they stayed, I had to work a late shift. They planned to go out for dinner and to the pub and I left them to it. I came home at 11pm and my mum had moved nearly all of the furniture around 
and all my books and kitchen stuff were moved to different shelves or cupboards She even moved my bed in my room. So when I opened the bedroom door, it hit the bed I was fuming I angrily fixed what I could that night before going to bed I spoke to her about it the next day and explained that it's my home and I had it how I liked so stop, please I put everything else back which took hours She just grumbled the whole time that it looked better her way Their last day I nipped out to the shops to get us some nice bits for lunch and in the hour I was gone She'd done it again moved all my kitchen stuff around to where she liked her again I told her off my house my rules She still maintained it was better her way and I should just let her crack on Fine. I let her do what she wanted and I put my stuff back when they left So my revenge well, I went to visit their house six months later and I did the same to her She went out to work one day and I rearranged every bit of furniture. I could by myself Everything I swapped the dining room and living room furniture over So you had to walk food through the living room and across the hallway to get to the dining room I swapped their bedroom and guest room curtains over The windows were different sizes, so their now bedroom curtains were two foot two short. Even the pointless little things, like moving the spoons to a different side of the drawer, and I moved every photo on the walls to a different wall. I rearranged the fridge. It all took me seven hours. My stepdad was home while I did it, and laughed his head off the whole time. He refused to help, but understood, so let me crack on. Neither me nor my stepdad said anything when she got home. We just sat watching TV which was now in what was their dining room. And I asked her how it was work. She didn't say a word. She walked around the house, taking it all in for 20 minutes. Then came and sat down, looked at me and said, point taken. They'd put it back to how it was the next time I visited. We've not spoken of it since. Now this is amazing. Not just the revenge, which is of course brilliant. Not just the fact that your stepdad sat there and said, yep, I can't get involved, but I'm a massive proponent for this. But also the fact that your mum completely accepted and knew instantly what had happened. The fact that you've not spoken about it since is so good. The respect is there. Your mum gets it. You've paid a blinder. Your stepdad loved it. Overall, this is just brilliant petty revenge. Got the point across. No one was upset. The beauty of this subreddit. Now for our next petty revenge story. Don't want to pay me for my work? Let me remind you of our contract terms. So back in the day, I worked as a commercial photographer. Most of my clients were great, but a few like to drag payment out or think they could just not pay me because they were a big company and I was just one guy. I had one assignment where I delivered about two dozen images of models with their products. It was a pretty big deal for me. At every step of the way, they expressed their delight with all of the images I delivered. They'd paid me one third up front and after delivering the images, I billed them for the balance. And I waited and waited and waited, nothing. Every time I called, I got some excuse until they just stopped answering my calls. Then it happened. They published the images and in ways that went beyond what our licensing agreement had covered. So not only had they not paid me for the usage we'd agreed to, they'd used the images in ways that went well beyond what we'd agreed to. They still weren't answering or returning my calls. Okay, they want to screw around, they're going to find out. So one of the things in my standard licensing agreement is a condition that says licensing is contingent upon payment in full. So by not paying me, all of their usage is considered infringement, not just the usage outside of our agreement terms. One thing I did when setting up my business is establish a good relationship with a lawyer. It helps that my cousin is a lawyer with good friends. So I call my lawyer and detail everything that's gone down. He sends them a letter letting them know we intend to sue for infringement since the images were never licensed. 
and that the penalty is like $150,000 per image and block their use of the images altogether. I know they got the letter because they called me freaking out, offering excuses. We were in the process of paying you. It had been three months past the due date, accusing me of poisoning our working relationship. Well, if you wanted a good working relationship, you would have stuck by our original agreement and paid me. I ended the call by telling them they needed to deal with my lawyer. They must have consulted with their own lawyer, who evidently told them just how screwed they'd be if they went to court over this. In the end, I settled for less than what I asked for in the initial demand, but it was far more than if they just paid me and negotiated for the additional usage. Oh yeah, seems legit. Haven't paid for three months, but then as soon as you put it on them, oh no, we've been in the process of doing it. Payments take three months sometimes. You know what? I work with, or at least have worked with in the past, a lot of brands across a multitude of my own media. This channel you guys would have seen on the likes of Spotify, Apple, etc. And to be honest, it's pretty obvious which ones are messing you about and which ones aren't. And Sadly, some of them do. I can't lie. Some of them take ages. Now, the majority have a policy of either 30 or 60 days to pay invoices, which is completely fair. But a lot of them actually just pay in like a day. When you ask them, they just do it because that's all it takes. It's the same as me paying you, a friend or a family. Yeah, they might have to expense it and go through some formal stuff within their company, but the actual payment literally takes a day maximum. I mean, even internationally, a few days maximum. So the fact that they're waiting three months and then coming up with BS just proves that it is BS. And uh, yeah, the good thing is you got more than you would have done in the first place. Ultimately, they wasted their own time and their own money. And uh, yeah, came across as pretty stupid. OP, well- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Done. Car salesman talks himself out of a sale. About seven years ago, I, 26 at the time, got a new job, which meant we didn't need our two cars. So my wife, who was 27, decided that we would sell both our cars and buy a bigger, nicer single car. We both had well-paying and stable jobs and additionally had the support of a low interest loan from parents to fund a purchase. We did our research extensively and decided that there were two options for us, a Ford Mondeo or a Kia Seed with our preference for the Mondeo. We'd worked out all the financials and had the spreadsheets to calculate that we could afford both secondhand. At this point, we found our local dealerships and booked appointments with both to test drive the cars so that we could make a final decision. We arrived at the Kia dealership and all went fine. We liked the car and the salesperson was helpful. We happily trundled across to the full garage for our appointment and were met by John the salesman. John was an old white salesman who clearly been selling cars for years and he'd clearly made a snap decision about the young couple in front of him. John sat us down at his desk and proceeded to tell us how expensive and exclusive the Mondeo was and he wasn't sure we'd be able to afford it. He asked us our budget and we told him, but he didn't seem to accept it. He wanted us to tell him our salaries and other financial data and we refused saying we just wanted to test drive one. He told us he couldn't let us do that unless he knew we were serious buyers. We even asked if we could at least see inside one and he refused that too. We left and walked back into the Kia dealership and bought the car we test drove earlier and we were very happy with it. 
keeping it for the next six years. This wasn't enough for me though. I took a picture of the Kia and sent it to the manager of the Ford branch to say that we'd bought the Kia because of the actions of John. The reply from the manager was surprising. He replied that he was devastated because their margins were so tight and explained that John would receive a reprimand for losing them money. So moral of the story, don't judge a book by its cover. Now this to me is just as simple as bad salesmanship. Don't you think? Like Even if you're not entirely sure, even if... You know, you think, okay, it's more than likely these guys can't afford it. Why don't you just do it anyway? Give them the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what? Yeah, go for a test drive. Aren't there, I don't know, some sort of finance plans that you can put in place? Payment plans as well for people that don't have the cash outright. I mean, there definitely are. And for that to, to take place or for you to offer that must be kind of feasible, right? To people that don't have loads of money or don't seem really wealthy when you first look at them or are in their mid-20s. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. A Ford Mondeo isn't the most expensive of cars out there. I get it more if, you know, you had two random teens who are like, yeah, uh, any chance I can test drive a Ferrari today? Then probably you're going to be like, okay, let's not make that happen. But given the spot we now know that John and the company were in, this branch anyway, surely it's in your interest to say, yeah, let's do it. What are you losing out on? A bit of time, half an hour driving about, looking inside a car. Really? Is that not worth it? Ultimately, yeah, John deserves to be reprimanded. Maybe you just couldn't be bothered. Nonetheless, whatever it is, that's very poor from John. Now for our final petty revenge story of this episode. Want to charge us extra for something that didn't happen? Have fun with your reviews tanking. This happened a few years ago. My girlfriend at the time, now wife, and I used to vacation in Asheville, booking cabins through a rental company. She grew up there and loved it. Plus, she had friends and family in the area that we would visit while there. One of the rules the company had was that no extra guest was allowed to stay overnight, or there'd be a fee. This rule never bothered us as we never planned on having that. But we did invite a couple of my girlfriend's friends over to hang out for a little while. They got there around seven or eight and stayed until about 11 before heading home. We finished the trip, had a great time and went home thinking all was good. A couple of days after we got home, I got an email from a woman in the rental company who claimed that their maintenance guy saw that we had people stay over and we were being charged an extra $200 for breaking occupancy rules. Next came a back and forth between her and I where I told them nobody stayed overnight and that they left around 10.30 to 11 p.m. But she claimed to me that occupancy is anyone being in the cabin at all, which made no sense. I looked up the legal definition of occupancy, which did not side with her, but she told me it didn't matter and they charged me the extra 200. Cue the revenge. Between my girlfriend and I, we got about eight people with 20 different Google accounts all leaving one-star reviews on the company's Google page. This took their rating of around 4.4 all the way down to the mid three stars. It was a local company. Well, someone higher up must have gotten wind of this and they knew exactly who did it. Within a couple of hours, I got several emails from the original woman and her supervisor apologizing for the misunderstanding and asking how they could get us to take down the bad reviews. After telling them it was clearly not a misunderstanding, I told them to kick rocks since they wanted to treat us that way. And long story shorter than it could be, we ended up getting an offer of 200 off our next visit if we took the reviews down. And they obviously refunded me that extra 200 plus another 100 off that stay. Karen, I hope you understand what occupancy means now, if you still have a job. And there we go. An age-old revenge to finish up this episode. Nothing worse if you're a company than seeing your online rating. I mean, we all know how important 
trust is, and online ratings are these days in the modern world just absolutely tank. I mean, 4.4 is not great to begin with, but seeing that go below four to the mid threes ish, you're not getting any business from anyone who, who checks up online and, and sees those reviews. Uh, yeah. Terrible stuff. To be honest with you, what are you actually doing? Like occupancy rules are not it's just, they're just, I don't even have to look that up to know that it just means that you don't have to stay overnight or you're not allowed to stay overnight. Going to someone's house from seven to 10 is obviously allowed. I do know that, that across, you know, a lot of the world, the occupancy rules are very, very tight. I know personally that one of my friends who's in Barcelona right now has pretty strict occupancy rules. But again, that's for people staying over and they have to pay a fee if they want that to happen. But to just go and visit someone for a few hours, you don't have to pay for that. That's insane. I also just don't really get how it's in the interest of this company, unless they're just after some quick cash, but it's so exploitative. Surely it'd be better to say, you know what, guys, we're actually pretty relaxed with this. Yeah, you can't have anyone to stay over, but people can come around as much as you like. That would be more of an incentive for you or your employer or your friends that come over to rebook with this sort of company in future, right? Rather than saying, oh no, there's a window of only 30 minutes that I can come and visit someone. That's just too much hassle. It's too hard to police yourself and manage yourself. So you wouldn't do it again. It's a weird business model. It's very predatory and I don't like it. But I'll tell you what I do like and what you should like as well this video down below. Drop a like on it if you enjoyed it. If you want more content from me right away, whatever platform you're on, the top line has a link in the description. Just click it. That's all you got to do. If you are on YouTube, click this as well to watch more content right away. Subscribe, follow, drop me a review on whatever platform you're on. And I'll see you guys all tomorrow for some brand new phenomenal Reddit stories. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.